What's happening, weirdos? Yeah, well, you, I, you didn't know I what was happening. I could not remember what we said at the beginning. Couple, couple, that's like my mom's voicemail. If you call oh, my mom and it oh goes to voicemail, God. there's a full 10 seconds of silence. <laughs> but when before she realizes it's recording. Yeah. So it's just uh, ring, ring. Hi, it's Irina. <laughs> You're just like, oh God, don't, don't, <laughs> don't do it. use phones. Don't use phones. Um, thank you to everybody that came out. Thank you to everybody that came out to Boston, Toronto, and Atlantic City. Those were awesome shows. Chicago is next, uh, and then there's other ones: San Francisco, Portland, Seattle, sure, mm, North Carolina, North Carolina and DC. DC. Go to PeteHolmes.com <laughs> for those. And we're excited to announce that this is the first We Made a Weird where we have a guest. That's right. A third. A I thruple. Know, I don't know. I don't know if that's I don't true. know. I don't know if this is the first one. What other one? Was Tara Brock technically? That was a We Made a Weird. Oh. I mean, that was a weird. You Made a Weird. This okay. is a We Made a Weird. Well, great. I'm glad it's the first one because what a, what a way to start. And introduce him. Gungi. <laughs> Michael Gunger. <laughs> He's here. Surprise! Oh, I'm allowed to talk on this part. He was in the room the you, whole time. Um, this he is a great one. Just listening to us do that the whole Gungi time. Gungi's has a new record that's out on 11.11. It's called Love Song to Life. It's available on Spotify.org. <laughs> and uh, we here's a couple ads, and then we'll get right into the episode, which I hope you love. And we're going to play a song. And after, well, let's go to the ads, and then when we come back, we're going to listen to a okay. song. Okay. Here are the ads. Sorry, I got excited. Blue Land, the holidays, as we all know, can create even more waste than usual. But each year, Americans throw away 25% more trash from Thanksgiving to New Year's. Did you know that? 25% more trash. What if we told you there was a way to get all of your holiday shopping done without feeling guilty over the waste that typically comes with it? Well, meet Blue Land. Blue Land is on a mission to eliminate single-use plastic by reinventing cleaning essentials to be better for you and for the planet. And this holiday season, Blue Land is having its best sale of the year so you can save and shop sustainably for your friends, family, and even yourself. Val and I, as a household, we felt terrible about all of this plastic waste in our house. We gave Blue Land a try, and we are absolutely hooked. It's so good knowing that we're doing something right for the planet and also for ourselves. The idea is simple. Grab one of the beautiful Forever bottles, fill it with warm waddle, waddle. <laughs> fill it with warm water, drop it in the tablet, and you get cleaning. Refills start at two bucks. Do you understand? It's a Forever bottle instead of replacing and wasting that plastic, and you drop in warm water and a single tablet, and you get cleaning. And the refills are so cheap. Start at $2 and you don't have to buy a brand new wasteful plastic bottle every single time you run out. You can even set up a subscription like we did or buy in bulk so you never run out of the products you use the most. From cleaning sprays to hand soap to toilet cleaner and laundry tablets, all Blue Land products are made with ingredients you can feel good about. Try their Clean Essentials Kit, which has everything you need to get started in signature scents such as iris agave, fresh lemon, a personal fave, and eucalyptus mint. Plus, for a limited time and for a limited time, their hand soap is getting a festive upgrade with three cozy new scents. That's apple butter, maple pumpkin, and vanilla chai. Perfect for the season. I love the scents. They work fantastic. And it's just great not throwing these bottles into a landfill to decompose over millennia. I, it's such a, such a huge thing we can do to help the planet. 
help yourselves and clean and smell nice things while you're doing it. So take advantage of the best sale of the year. To take advantage of the best sale of the year, you need to go to blueland.com slash YMIW. You won't want to miss this. Blueland.com slash YMIW. Show your support of the show. Do something good for yourselves and the planet. That's blueland.com slash YMIW. We're also brought to us by our friends at Perfect G. You know I'm wearing them. <laughs> Sorry, that's for the video people. If you could even see my pants, I don't know. I, I love my Perfect Jeans. I have four or five pairs of them. They're the most comfortable, best looking, best fitting uh, pants I own in the world. I had to look for the word pants. They're the best jeans. No one needs to know your sneaky, soft secret. I don't, <laughs> I don't know why we're not all wearing comfortable soft pants in this day and age, but the Perfect Jean is here to help. They look great, they fit great, and super soft and flexible fabric that looks so good, no one needs to know. I got tired of wearing like yoga pants in public. I'm not Sting, I'm not Phil Collins, I can't pull it off. But why are we trapping parts of our bodies and restricting them like they owe us money? These are the best pants I've ever owned. I never take them off. I just rotate different pairs of them, honestly. And they are made of premium stretch fabric. 2% spandex, 2.5% rayon for extra comfort and movement that your man parts required. These jeans stretch so your nuts ain't crushed, thereby providing the only true home for your bone. And they're so soft, you may even forget you're wearing pants. Best of all, they're not khakis. Fuck your khakis and spare your nuts. The perfect jean for the perfectly imperfect men. Just 60 bucks when you use code weirdo at checkout. Liberate your lower limbs with the one and only perfect gene, whether you're working with lemons or lentils, a three-leaf clover, or a big old honkin' eggplant. The perfect gene has you covered. Take a peek at www.theperfectgene.nyc. That's theperfectgen.nyc. Code WEIRDO for 25% off at checkout and show your support of this show. Okay, now that we're back, this is a track from Love Song to Life, mm-hmm. and it's called Remember. Anything Remember. we should know? Um, this It was a very like spontaneously flowing song that just kind of happened. I think almost the entire vocal was the first take. <gasps> the song wasn't even totally written yet. Really? Wow. And it was just like played some of the, one of the sounds I was I started writing it with I couldn't get into the computer and then a guy later producer sent he was like put the sound in this song and it was the sound that I started writing with like all these little like synchronicities around the song. it just really felt like a song that was created but by on its own awesome wow. love that that's well, incredible let's listen to remember and then we'll roll right into the episode here we go get into it
Every Christmas, I cook Deck it. The halls. I cook it. Christmas, cook it. Okay. I cook, cook it. it. I cook, cook it every Christmas. Cook it every Christmas. Cook it every Christmas. If you could hear this, it sounds. Wait, I'm the only one that has headphones. Yeah. So I'm like, this sounds awesome. And then the sound of a kitchen timer. Beep, beep. Beep, beep. Christmas. <laughs> Even the laughing was in 4-4. Four, four. <laughs> oh, my it God. It was. It was like. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. I, I will, I'm not going to lie and say that I haven't. Cooked it every Christmas. Farted on time. Oh, if I'm like my in real, God. Like, what do you mean? Well, like, like if you're in that zone where everything you're in the music, you're like, ding, 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 uh, uh, and you're gonna do anything, it's gotta be in time. If you gotta fart, what are you, what are you gonna wait, fart? Wait. It's not a random beat. You gotta put it where it wait, needs to go. You so you're that. clenching and like oh, making like, wait, it like, like staccato. Do it, do it, do it, do it. Or you'll wait. <laughs> yeah, you're like do clenching until the, the beat would drop. <laughs> Got it. So you're holding until the beat. Until you know you really can get it out on a split, like at a moment's notice. Oh my God. Have you ever farted like on a stage? Okay. Sorry. Go ahead. No, I want it. I want it. If the whole episode was to the Christmas. 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 I cook it. I cook it. I cook it every Christmas. Christmas. Oh God! Oh, oh Christmas! It sounds like we're high, but we're not. Why do you have to? What a shame! I always think this. Why do you have to be high to have fun? Yeah. I don't mean that in the yeah, like square man. dare say no to drugs high in the life. square. I just mean like have fun on drugs. But uh-huh. why is it when you're not on drugs and you're like, you know, they're not on drugs. People are like, that's fucking yeah. stupid. Yeah. You want the excuse. What were you going to say, Val? Farting on time. Oh, did you ever fart on stage and like one of your band members knew or did anybody ever fart? I never fart on stage. Wow. It's like the adrenaline. I don't know. <laughs> I've, I've, we've talked about this. Like also never like sneezed. On stage. Yeah, that's crazy. Why? The body just like... Oh, it knows. It knows. And then you get sick after you leave stage. Like, there's oh. so much adrenaline, I think. Pete's been sick before, and, and then... gone on stage and been fine. It's like, he's not sick for an hour. Oh. And the, I watched him do it when he had a stomach flu, yeah. and he couldn't stop throwing up. So I bet I'd you bring someone on stage, too. go off stage, barf. But on stage, yeah. no threat of barf. 
Yeah. N-T-O-B. Interesting. Adrenaline. N-T-O-B. I'm getting a little sizzle in here. Are you? Oh, that's just me cooking it on Christmas. (laughs) (laughs) You lost it. Was there a signal before? Sizzle. Sizzle. Just a little. It's actually, I think it's okay. I think it's just because I turned my mic up. Yeah, it's coming from my mic, actually. We're fine. I turned it down. We're good. We had a lot of technical things. I have always done this thing where I grab people. I've never done it to you, but I grab people by the waist upside down and I flip the valves dying. I flip them so their head is at my knees and their knees are at my head. It's a reverse facing 69, basically. And this is a sexual thing or or not? No, no, no. It's a daylight dude in a park. And I'm not trying to be funny. I mostly do it with kids. Like you grab, but with kids, I'll grab them. I say, do you want me to flip you? It's consent. Yeah. Like for real. Yeah. And with Lulu or I'm like most I have interested in when it's not the kids. <laughs> of course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, <laughs> that we'll get to that. We'll get thing. to that because and that's Christian go. Well, this is Go 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 go, <laughs> go ahead. It's... Oh, I'm sorry. It's a... I know you're so wearing headphones, but you were doing that right in my ear. It was so I'm loud. So sorry. It's okay, but I do think it's funny to interrupt somebody to say, "Go ahead, go." No, yeah, yeah. Go, go. go ahead. In the in the cans, it sounds great. I'm sorry. I screamed into your head microphones. Yeah, these are so fucking weird. No yeah. one's talking about it. Yeah. Your head has microphones. Head microphones. Yeah. Head microphones. <laughs> And I've talked about this before, but when you ask science, they're like, it's literally as confusing as it could be to get you to stop listening. That's what God, let's just play with God. That's what God did. It was like, there's literally a crystal in there and some water. You're like, how do you hear? There's a crystal. Oh, Oh, it makes sense. But you have vertigo. They're like, well, your crystal's a little off axis and there's not enough water or there's too much water or there's no water. Because you need water in a crystal if you're going to have head microphones. It's so weird. Crystal in a water. What do you think about this? That the the less people think reality is weird, the more boring they are. Greed. Yeah. People people that are are just like, like, no, that's it is. You have breakfast because it's eight a.m. It is. And you have lunch because it's noon. And you have dinner because it's six. Yeah. And the midnight snack. Well, the time's built right in. And here I am, eleven fifty nine, waiting for that tick so I can eat these flaming hot cheetos. (laughs) Okay, you're you're a dullard. What were you going to say, Valerie? Well, I do want you to finish the flipping story because I love it so much. Yeah, I won't forget. But I was going to say, like, you do want to ask those people, like, what happened to you? Because children are filled with wonder. So it, uh, it's some serious. aren't. And we are walking around as tubes, tubes. of meat and bones, yeah. like sucking the earth into us and pushing it out the other side. <laughs> That's an Alan Orr. Yeah. People think we're just so, tubes. Tubes. But the very notion. But, but you got tubes on, on tubes. tubes. Yeah, yeah, tubes, tubes on tubes on tubes. So you got the fingers on the, on the arms. That's a trap. Damn, That's a she trip. was uh, tubes on tubes. <laughs> I put it in the lower tube. And tubes of what? And we're just, and we're just like, but it. But that's. Yeah. That seems yeah. business as usual. The first tube is your trunk. Is your anus to your, to right. your head. Uh-huh, that's that's tube, tube number one. Primary tube. We have in, mouth, out asshole then that tube is like but i need to get things in right so it's like i'm going to grow two more tubes and I, the wisdom that it's like i'm going to grow two because in case i lose is when i arms still or the legs this what? is the arms i'm thinking arms first which is so dumb it was legs first 
<laughs> or maybe it was one leg and one arm. And then it's like hopping around eating berries. And it's like, I need balance. I didn't even know balance was a thing. So then it tubes another tube. You're saying, and now you have two legs and one arm. And it's like, but what if I lose this arm to cold, heat, famine? <laughs> I just list all the things that go wrong. So it grows another one. And now you can pick up like pumpkins. You can pick up like honeydew mm-hmm. melons. You can pick up. What can you pick up? You can pick up. You can pick up. You can pick up. What can you pick up? What can you pick up? You can pick up a chicken. You can pick up a chicken. You can pick up a squash. What can you pick up? What can you pick up? No, 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 no. You can pick up other tubes. You can pick up other people's tubes. Get stuck here. Never think about it with two tubes out of your tube. You can, what can you pick up? You have the two tubes that are <laughs> just pure insanity. What else and can one you of pick the, up? What are the tubes pushing against to pick up something? Um, just a big the ground? Rock, a big, I mean, just, yes. well, it's just all like. There's yeah. a huge rock and then a tube grew. So the tube's and then two push tubes against the rock to balance. To push the other tube away from the rock. That's right. And, then, and we call that standing up. Yeah. <laughs> We call that standing up is when you tube your tube wants to be away from the rock. <laughs> lifts, it lifts the lifts tubes, the main tube, the first tube with the other from two the tubes. Rock. And what else could we pick up? <laughs> pick up. Not even lifts, because yeah, like pushes against. You have to resist the rock. Yes, the tubes have to resist. The Which, rock. by the way, as soon as you get in zero gravity, have you guys ever been? It's like you notice how heavy gravity is. When have you been in zero yeah, gravity? All day. I've never been in zero gravity. But how much does gravity weigh? Like thirty pounds. <laughs> What? Whatever it is, guy. you know how when people lose, how much does gravity weigh? How much does gravity weigh? Gravity's not a thing that. Could, no, I know, but how much force? How much? You try and sound smart. force. How much? What else? What else could you? Say. What else could you pick up? <laughs> how much? What could you pick up? Science knows. Science knows the weight of gravity. No. The the, the amount of force that's pushing down on you. Yeah. Is the same for everyone. But isn't it like for gravity weighs like 220 pounds for you? No. Is the draw to whatever the mass that you're That's on. what I'm saying. So, but how if you're much? on a bigger mass, it, you would weigh more. What else could you pick up? Whoa. Wait, if I was on a bigger mass, <laughs> yeah, like, like a bigger Jupiter, planet, you, could, you would be like 2,000 pounds. I hear oh, you. I'm so fat. But what I'm Jupiter. saying is if you're doing weightlifting, do I do it? Yes, I do it. You will find a way. any way to bring and to that work up. in a book that I've read. <laughs> this is you. Have wait- you read Tribe? This, this is you weightlifting. <laughs> I've read what, books. What, 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 what can I pick up? What can I look? I got these two tubes. What? what how heavy could I pick up? What else can I pick up? Here's my question, guys. I'm gonna I'm gonna win you over to this. When you use your body weight as resistance, mm-hmm. if we on different plants. Oh God, I don't know how to say this. What I'm saying is my arm, when I pick it up, Mm -hmm. there's resistance because there's gravity sucking me to the earth. How much resistance is that in pounds? Uh. Oh. (laughs) You're saying how much resistance is your arm in pounds? How much? Okay. Think of gravity. How much is your arm weigh? That's what I was saying. That's why I was like, it's different for each of us. Okay, you've but converted me to con- your side, but gravity so adds to it. But there's probably a constant of like how much mass for how much force the gravitational pull That's is. That's what I'm saying. If you know, and I weighed exactly the same. Centrifugal force. If <laughs> centrifugal. Centrifugal force. I'm going to centrifugum. That's a scientist having sex. <laughs> I'm going to centrifugum force. Oh my God. I'm going to succumb. 
circumference. Uh, oh, what's the circumference? I'm gonna pie. I'm gonna circumference in your diet. In your three, in your hairy three point one four. That's your hairy pie. Ew, oh. I didn't like it. No one liked to talk about a vagina being a pie. Who was the first person that said, "Look at a vagina. It looks like a pie, but there's hair on it. So it's a hairy pie." Get the it's fuck out of here. You don't belong here. And also, how much does gravity weigh? <laughs> how much does gravity weigh? Hairy oh pie to save the day. How much does gravity weigh? Not much. <laughs> how much does it weigh? A flower is growing out of the earth, right? Mm-hmm. How much resistance is there from gravity? On beat. <laughs> on beat. Answer on beat. Answer on beat. Beat the beat. How much resistance comes from the atmosphere? The atmosphere, I mean gravity. <laughs> Newton, Sir Isaac, if you have an apple, it's your name. Sir Isaac, if he came back, he'd be like, you named one after me, Isaac. This is Pure insane. insanity. Pure insanity. This is what it sounds like. Do you think she- Sir Isaac Newton is like, you named an apple after me? <laughs> after all I did, I get an apple? Is there a Sir Isaac Newton? Newton, Newton apples. apples. That's a thing. But also fig Newton. Newtons. Fig Newtons. Uh, yeah. That's what I know. Newton of. apples. I didn't know about Newton. Fig Newton apples. is actually named after Newton Alabaster. <laughs> he was a, he was a sniper. He's a real fig guy. <laughs> <laughs> you are funny. It's a sniper, and he was a real fig guy. <laughs> Just a guy who loved figs. <laughs> So he when they always... made a Fig Newton, they were like, you know who will love this the most? Can I say we something crazy? We should put the ingredient before his name. <laughs> Fig, Fig Newton. And that's what we should call the cookie. He'll die. But there are he apple, loves apple Newtons. I've never seen them. They were the original tablets, JK. There's the oh. cookie, Apple Newtons. They made Apple Newtons. <laughs> why is this all? Why are you both looking at I don't know what like you're saying. Newtons? Are there strawberry They're strawberry Newtons. Really? Oh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Depend on what market you, li- depend on what market you live in. <laughs> Hold up. Depend on what market you live in, what Newton you can pick up. Oh, my God. Well, Newton, you can pick up Newtons. Well, you can pick up Newtons. If you're in a grocery store, you can pick up all kinds <laughs> Should we start recording? <laughs> oh, it hasn't been recording. It hasn't no. been recorded. JK, JK, JK. We have done full episodes like that. And we're, we're like, done. and we're done. It would still have been fun. I agree. I know. I agree. I mean, we were... We were hanging before this and we'll hang after this. That's right. And you'll hang for what you did. <laughs> <laughs> Hi, Gungies. Uh, we're I'm sitting so here. glad you're here. With Michael Gungies Gunger. Michael, I called you Michael. Remember, yeah, I called weird, you Michael the other day and I was, and I literally thought for a second, <laughs> wait, is that your name? Yeah. It's like, it's I've never Michael, thought right? It's not Michael. like Matthew. <laughs> There's too many Michael. Michael is the bargain bin name. Do you feel like a Michael? You don't. No. I don't mean to put down the many millions of Michaels. There's some great Michaels. I, I have there. no attachment. Jordan to Jackson. Being a, like holding a Douglas. stake and like what I think about the word, the name Michael. It's yeah. so it is such a commonplace name though. Yeah. yeah. I was at a retreat um, in April. It's kind of getting an old story now, but the, it was like a 30 people retreat, 30 person, like. Five Michaels, I think. Nobody wow. needs that. Too many, too many, too, too many, many Michaels. Mi- too many, too many Michaels. Michaels. There are How many, many Michaels, Michaels can you rip on the They're... daily? <laughs> but what is the answer? Say me, say many money. Say me, say many, many, many. Me say many money. Me say many, many, many. I said it correctly. Say me, say many money. Say me, say many, many. Say me, say many, many, many. How many mics can I rip on the deli? Many money. Say me, say many, many, many. Many money. It goes on, but I guess I'll just repeat this. This guy's microphone budget must be through the roof, ripping that many mics daily. 
Okay. Okay. Just let me freestyle. Okay, real quick. I just got I just got I got to do it. I got to do it. Frosted flakes, the fresh in the morning. Eat them when I'm yawning. First thing, chicken wings like lunch and when I eat it is a munch go down like 12 and that's a big bunch. Got diarrhea shooting out of my rear. Gonna come out then I'm in the clear. Spray the Febreze so you don't smell shit. I know <laughs> Something got in my throat. That was good. Something got in my throat, and then it occurred to me you were looking at me like, what's he gonna rhyme with shit? So many things rhyme with shit. I really love the idea of a man just free, blowing like, in like at like the last second. Like, like, what do they call it when it's like a roast, but it's rap freestyle? battle? Rap battle. <laughs> when it's a roast, but it's rap. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's a rap battle. Uh, rap battle. And I love the idea. <laughs> but, like, you can't think of a rhyme, and then you go, "Something was in my throat." <laughs> that <laughs> is comedy. It's not my fault. Something, was Something in my throat. like locked up. It, you were looking at me. You were nervous for me too. I was, that's. I was, I was feeling like intense nerves. Here's the story we meant to finish. Yes, the flip story. Flipping. Okay. Good. Good callback. The first ten is is the is the bit dumpster, and we're almost through it. Gungies has heard our podcast. I love it. He just knows. clench, just clench down, bear down. No, it's, it's also my favorite part. Too. Perfect. Yeah. I agree. When we listen to it. I dread the 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 the. the, the <laughs> <laughs> what do you think? Give me a bean. I like eating spaghetti with cheese. Okay. <laughs> that, Only with you guys. Only with you guys. I was gonna say that is so what you feel like as a friend, Gungies. We're like you're the guy that I'm like. I think I can freestyle. <laughs> and and you start up again. Yes. And, and before you and like goes, are even on the second, he's oh. got the beat for you. Do you remember? <laughs> So you feel. Do you remember when you kept doing that that voice of the um, the trailer guy while oh we were giving you the massage? Oh, God. that's the best. I we have to tell that full story. What the joke was? You were doing. It was like a a preview of a movie. Of a movie, and I there was something with was the, the mailbox, bit? like. There was some. Oh, letter. it was. It was the like, joke that I was doing it well. Kept, no, you kept no. saying well, yeah. different no. actors' names. Oh, you did it so well. Jude Law. That was... And you would do little pieces of it. Yeah. The story oh, that's what like, it is. It yeah. Because like, you free me. Your your presence frees me. So it was like in an ordinary Irish town. Where the fuck you think you're going? Exactly. Two men. What do you think it is? Some sort of journal. Found a journal. But the context was what was so funny because. Uh, Oh my God! Jude Law. The context was great. Kate Tell Winslet. Us. Yeah. <laughs> we were giving each other massages. Massages, yeah. but it was Val's turn. It was fine. It was uh, not finally, but it was my turn. Everybody we else can had say gone. finally. So it, there was a bit of like <laughs> that kind of like don't laugh in church kind of energy of like oh. well, it's Val's massage. Like this is it was serious, but I was laughing too. It's like a very like it was a group kind of like a spiritual yes. practice. We you call get, it Tostitos. We've adoring. talked about Tostitos before, I haven't know, we? No, but you get like in a trans kind of Tostitos. Can really... I can, can, hold on? I just want to say Tostitos is is like a massage, but it's when the four of us get together and you practice focusing loving attention yeah. on one person in the group at a time. Right. Yeah. And that comes out as massage, but it's really an energy of appreciation. Right. And look, look, look. I know it sounds sexual. No boners, no wet puss, okay? No boners, no wet puss. But it is, yeah. It's not, I mean, it's really loving. And you have like six 
hands of people who yeah. love you, like nurturing you. It'll make you realize that the people you pay to massage you aren't really sending you loving kindness. <laughs> I'm yeah. not saying they don't like you, but they're not like going. Some of them might be. Well, can yeah. I accept the like? There, there was the. Um, it's we're playing. Oh, like, it was because the music. music. And you love this music. I right? love this music, music, and this is like sacred music for me. Yes. And this is what made it even funnier because it's like a very sacred practice for me. And it's, and it was Val's turn finally, <laughs> and you could tell that after 15 minutes of it, she didn't think it was funny. Yeah, I couldn't I was stop. Laughing. I was laughing so hard for the first 15 minutes, and then it was like all of a sudden I was like, "Is this gonna be the whole thing?" Yeah. And also, I knew Pete would not never stop, stop. as long as people were as laughing. As long as people were laughing, and you were laughing. Stop. Yeah, that's that's like truest me here. So this is this is happening in the background. It's like. Jude Law. You said like in a world. Or whatever. <laughs> yeah, the first time I said in a world, everybody started laughing. Because it was in a world silent and dark, where their love it's... is forbidden. I can't. What do you mean you can't? We are. <gasps> <laughs> Two friends find feelings long buried. I didn't know I could feel this way about you, but here I am feeling it. Don't talk. More fuck. <laughs> Don't talk. More fuck. That's in. The, that's in the preview. Don't talk. More fuck. And that was the girl. Oh my god. Don't talk. More fuck. But it went on for that so long. Like so long. so long. That music but brought I me right so back. Funny. I mean, I was on the ground. Dead. Literally curled up dead. Yeah. Just like and it hurting, was hurting. it was because it was Val's turn. It was I I shouldn't have been doing it. That yeah, made, it made it so funny. much Absolutely. funnier. And I will say, like, before I was over it, I was laughing so hard <laughs> and was like, this is heaven because I am belly laughing yeah. Yeah. and with my friends while I'm getting a massage. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, those are my two favorite things yeah. in the world. Sometimes you need that Indiana Jones energy of yeah. like we're going in and it's like we can't there's tarantulas it's like i guarantee when we get in the temple <laughs> yeah. and there's gold everywhere we're all going to enjoy it yeah and it is sometimes you're wrong though and sometimes you're like we're just eating monkey brains <laughs> <laughs> whoops we're in the bad one i said it i do like that about Fuck you. you temple of doom don't care for you <laughs> yeah he doesn't like temple of don't care he for thinks you it's tra- he thinks it's, it's trash trashy. it is trash I haven't seen it in 20 years. It's pretty yeah. gross. It's like, like you know, like monkey eating monkey brains. And like, is, eating. is that like a racist? Like, that's what Yeah. Means, yeah. yeah. And he's got the Asian racist. sidekick. I, I, you know, in the 80s, I'd be riffing here and would all be like, oh my God, it's not that bad. And I'd be like, yeah, it's not that bad, but it's pretty bad. But but it's horrible. It it's is that, that's what I mean is in the 80s, that was like yeah, yeah. comedy. It was like, can you imagine if there was somebody from another country? And that's the bit. And then if you if you have a different religion, they they tear people's hearts out of their chest. That's right, and they eat monkey <laughs> like brains. Collie. Yeah, yeah, it yeah, is a lot of that. It is. It's yeah. It's yeah. a lot of like kind of misunderstanding. And, it took know. the wholesomeness, <laughs> and even as a kid, I liked wholesomeness. I like mm. dis. I still have a fondness for like Disney. Like everyone can enjoy basic like bad guy, good guy struggle. But when you bring in like bones. I don't know if there's literally bones through noses, but it feels like that. Yeah, it feels yeah. like that sort of weird thing. Okay. Tell boring, the flip- boring, boring, Tell boring, the flipping boring, flipping story. story. We're going to get there. We're going to get there. This happened yesterday. Yeah. So, so Pete but, likes to flip people. You got that. Yes. And I do it with big. kids. 
And I do it because I'm big and I do it. And what else do I do it? I do it because I wish someone could do it to me. Okay. Okay. Let's have a quiet moment. <laughs> so I do a lot of flipping. And in college, it was important. It's important to know that I did a lot of flipping. It was like my move. And you said, it, is it sexual? And in college, it wasn't sexual, but it was play like play playful flirty you i do guess. this with the ladies do it mm-hmm. with the ladies it's like a way to mm-hmm. touch you know how you're like trying yeah. to always figure out ways to touch each other's body like wrestling yeah, you get to touch low on the body of doing that you're touching the yeah. waist and yeah. you're flipping mm-hmm. i'm not saying it's erotic i'm saying it's familiar mm-hmm. it's uh intimate yeah. not sexually intimate i feel like i'm on trial um uh, no i i wouldn't say it's Sexual the breasts intimate. did graze my back. The breasts are facing away from me. I'm just realizing there was a guy named Chris in my church who always flipped me too. He was like a wrestler, and he would he would do like where he the kind where you like start by holding them like a baby, and then he drops my head Don't and care I for swing it. on my legs and then oh around his back yeah. swing dancing. It was so fun. Swing though. dancing was the Kama Sutra of Christianity. Oh, it was like, do you want to go to an orgy? So true. <laughs> it's so dorky. It's a touch of girls' hands. Yeah, and you flip her around did your you guys back. Oh yeah, I didn't. This this geek did. Yeah. Did you? Do you remember any moves? Oh yeah. <laughs> I still remember how to do it. I still do it at weddings. We don't swing, but we do that same. But step. we swing dance. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> do you swing? Yeah, that's Christian culture. Oh, yeah. Do you swing? Yeah, yeah, we swing. <laughs> Put on a vest and a well, hat. Well, there was, that's like kind of like, even like Christian ska, like super tones. Like there was, yes, they knew what they were skank. doing. Skanking were... Is, is swing dancing by yourself. That's and so swing fu- dancing is Christian sex. It's so funny if you, yeah. add, like, if you could have three people that would ask you, do you swing? Just that. Yeah. You're going to just assume what they mean completely by the way that they look. Yeah, that's right. Oh, if Leela totally. said, do you swing? I'd be like, I love yeah, I riding the swings. Love she loves swings. swings. And if yeah. I said, do you swing? It would be like, do you want to do it? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and and then, then when Christian beats at it, <laughs> and you get a tromboner. Okay. Um, <laughs> I, th- I've told this story probably, every story I've probably told a million times, but like we were dancing at this club. We went to a club in Boston when I was in college. It was so popular. You could go to like clubs, like dance clubs, and they have swing night. We all put on our zoot oh, yeah. suits. We didn't have zoot suits, but we put on our suits. And I was throwing this young lady named Chelsea up in the air uh-huh. and doing aerials, they're called. So you just grab them by the waist and throw them uh-huh. like a pencil up, up high in the sky and you catch them. And then... I didn't know that was against the rules. And the club, one of the club managers, does this sound familiar? No. It's so funny. It's like right out of the movie. Because you could hit your head on the lights. Oh. Which, by the way, I knew. So I was always picking moments where there were no lights. But still, you know, they're used to drunk people, not kids high on Ovaltine and Jesus. So the manager came over to tell me to stop. But he did it while he was dancing with someone. <laughs> like to make, oh, how are you going to get to me? He could just walk out. He chose to <laughs> dance with someone. So he was dancing in that time and he went, stop at the aerials or they're going to kick you out. But he was clearly yeah. the manager. And I was like, <gasps> and I was so, I hate getting in trouble in oh, public. No. Yeah. Hmm. So it ruined the night. Okay. <laughs> so I love throwing people. I spin people. I did it all through college, blah, blah, blah. So yesterday we dropped Leela off at school and I had my coffee before I went to school. Usually we have our coffee after we drop off at school. So now school is getting coffee, Pete. Different Pete. Different Pete. You're seeing him now. This is, this this is coffee Pete. Pete. Yeah. 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 Coffee Pete. He's the one that shows up to the shows. So coffee Pete sees my friend Darren and I want to flip his child uh, and they do not want this. And then I go, oh, I'll flip your dad. 
And then Darren <laughs> plays ball and turns it around facing away from me. And I grab him reverse by his waist. And then I flip my arm. So his head goes by my knees and it's a success. He's a grown man. Wow. He's not like he's heavy. tall. He's kind of tall, impressive, yeah. he, but I'm like jacked. Yeah. Like, I don't know why that day I was really feeling yeah. life and I wanted to flip a grown man. And I did. Was he very thin man? He's a thin man, yeah. but he's not super. I mean, like he's, he's, muscle. he's over a hundred. Let's he's, yeah. he's yeah. Something is that how heavy is gravity? So I flip and, and you have to <laughs> keep in. He's over 150 oh grown men. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> he's over a hundred. <laughs> A guy who's new here. Look, he's a grown man, so he's definitely over a hundred pounds. Yeah, you're like my fourteen year old daughter is over a hundred pounds. He's Seventy, like, eighty at least. <laughs> That's like a kid. You know, it, yeah. when you're a kid and you think a yeah. hundred is the biggest number. Uh, yeah. He That's, was over a hundred. Valerie, wow! I know you're teasing and enjoying, but that just teleported me back to childhood. I remember the feeling. A hundred pounds. Yeah. It was a hundred dollars. I mean, that's right. A lot of money, but <laughs> you can you can say it's not. It's nothing to me. Chump change. <laughs> I freestyle. Um, okay, so I flip them. That's the story told from a pretty. I'm dying. High altitude. Here's yeah. the lower altitude. The moment I flipped him, like that was the version that I would like you to know. Here's the version I don't want you to know. Well, this what I think it's funny from my perspective too to tell the two different ver- versions, which is that you were like, I flipped Darren. And I was like, that's so cool. And Darren was like, yeah, it was so funny. And we kind of talked about it. And then the second we got in the car, I went, the second I flipped him, the exertion of it, I ripped one. <laughs> and I ripped one. This is public. There's kids walking by at ass level. Was like, and I, I flipped him. And it was like an exertion one. It wasn't like a... That's that's like a normal fart. It was like a... It sounded like Baraka busting through a wall in Mortal Kombat 2. And there were two of them. So like in case Darren, whose head, by the way, is in that area, yeah. didn't hear the first one. As I was like, oh no. Another one came out. He's laughing. I'm laughing. And, and I, I, I think I put him down. And I think we both made the conscious grown man choice to just not. To ignore the fart. Because the flip was greater than the fart. I just loved, like, from my perspective, it was just like there was the one, the one story that everybody was telling. And then as soon as we, as soon as we got in the car, like, I closed the car door and we went, I farted when I flipped Darren. Can I just it's say. The, what's so funny about it is the, the. It's a big move to make. It's a somebody. big it's move. It's a power move. It's yeah. a big so move. So to fart in that moment. I know. It's the definition <laughs> of comedy. It's like, I'm I'm a gregarious, loud dad. I'm going to flip your dad. Is the definition of what comedy is. High status, power move meets loud baraka fart that's why it is you like i said this when me. you told me i'm it's like the most me it's thing. the most you like i love it's... it because it's like exactly you to your essence in a way that i can't even describe but it i'm is. like yep i'm in love with this person yeah. like that Can is I, so look, it's like something you would have done when you were junior high in junior or high and high school college. college like it's classic it's the through line, Early of line of Pete, yeah. and yeah. this is this is what we don't talk a lot about is be like okay this is stupid but like trying to be a funny gregarious like loud whatever guy that i'm going for is risky even when i'm flipping the kids 
Like I flip a lot of the kids at the school. They run up. I'm very proud of it. They run up. They know I flip and I flip them. What if there's a ceiling fan? You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. there's a risk. And there's like, also people a risk that are that, like, like the kid I can't, will freak out kid and will the freak parent out. will be like, what are you doing to my kid? Yeah, kid will puke. Don't touch my kid. Yes. Like, there's so many risks. I clench and I'm realizing- when you do that. To strange kids. Yeah. You're like, is everybody okay but with But I this? look to the face of the child. And when you look at the face of the child, <laughs> it's Morgan Freeman. Yeah, but it was. But the face of the child tells a different story. Not as good. The parents panic, run over, pleading, crying, <laughs> worried and concerned. But the face of the child. Nope, I'm losing it. <laughs> but the good. face of the child tells a different story. <gasps> Morgan. Oh, I like that. Oh, Different story. Sorry. Sure. Rock. Okay. Gungies is here. That was my fart story. Uh, yeah, that's enough of us talking. We have about a lot. Just we have a, a good story. We have, thanks, man. It's it's, it's <laughs> life. It's ever, it's sort of a, a good one. Um, Matthew McConaughey. It's live, man. It's live. You flip them, you fart. <laughs> you flipping and fart. You flipping and fart. You can't take the flip without doing, the man? fart. All right. <laughs> It's a great answer for like, how you been doing? You know, I'm just flipping and farting, man. I can't do blowing loads. And all right, all right, all right. People out here, they don't even know outside world exists. I didn't. Oh, wow. <laughs> exists. It's the, it's the end note again. It's good. flipping and farting, man. Exists. I live in Texas, and when I do my interviews, the rest of the time I'm in Malibu. <laughs> <laughs> I fly home to Texas to do my interviews. <laughs> So, so when they say, where are you? I say, I'm in the Lone Star State. But then I get the fuck out of there. <laughs> and I have my staff massage me with a thousand hands <laughs> and bring me an omelet, an eagle egg omelet. <laughs> <laughs> but it's important for my image that I seem down to earth. <laughs> okay, you get it. You get the bit. Um, Gungi's. You went to a sex magic camp. <laughs> we could talk about that. Yeah. There's, you have so, a new, many there's so many things. We're really wasting. You know, we we want to hear wicked, all of those things. No, 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 no. I know what you mean. Let's but not I'm waste the gungies, though. Yeah, let's not waste the gungies. He's here. Why don't we talk about that? That seems pretty interesting. Also, they're a good laugher, though. So it's you're a great. That's laugh, true. Right? We're not wasting the gungies. You think so? Such a good audience. You're great. None of that. I freestyle rapped, <laughs> hoping that gungies would love it. And he did. And he did. I did. Yeah. Um, so why? What, well, let's start with the records so that we don't forget it. You have a new record out. New record coming out. When's it coming out? November 11th. Very excited. Tried to listen to it today, and it's not out. But the two but singles there, are out. There are three. Oh, but I sent it to you. You didn't get to hear it. You sent us the record? I sent you the, whole... the whole record. Oh, shit. But this is we... like the first time you did the pod. Beautiful Things is a great song. No, you did. It was bigger than my imagination, wasn't it? <sighs> Worse. It was not like, even. <laughs> way older, yeah. Worse. Wow. Worse. Um, but we have heard the three. I've well, heard then the I can't three. believe I haven't listened to it because I'm legit so excited to listen to it. And I'm so excited that Gung- Gungor is back. And I sound like a radio DJ all of a sudden. I'm dead. Why did you do a new record? Tell us a little. Tell yeah. us a little. Tell us about the new record. Man. Oh, thank you. So I understand yeah, there's you. some new uh, vinyl. Well, I, I I grew up Christian in. Making... I'm sorry. We have to go to the minerals. <laughs> I'm so sorry. Cal <laughs> is dead. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Me undies. Me me um. It's micro modal fabric. Meundies.com. I'm almost done. <laughs> Slash weird. We're also excited. We're also excited that um, 
The perfect gene. The perfect gene. Dot NYC promo code. What weird. Is this <laughs> I know. Okay, you grew up Christian. You grew up Christian. <laughs> he does a full commercial break. That's a joke commercial. That's a joke. Oh it's the only way I can feel great about it. Go on. You grew up Christian. You grew up Christian. I grew up Christian, and my music and my spirituality was always like sort of intertwined. And uh, then set down Gunger eventually, like after a lot of years of church music, and I got like popular in some of those circles and like pretty successful in like the Christian worship circle, just as I was sort of losing my beliefs or letting go of my beliefs. And we may have talked about that the first podcast. Yeah. Um, but so then I spent a few, a few years kind of not making much music at all. Honestly. Um, I was doing some composing and some different stuff, but I got to the point where I, I was just getting, especially during the pandemic, um, missing being with people in spaces. I was kind of like becoming a little bit more reminiscent about what did I used to love about church and community? Like, what is community? Just kind of like thinking those sorts of thoughts and, and, and wondering how music has a place in that. Um, and what would music be like? Like, what would that worship music be like? Because there was something about it. Like, we had some friends that we potted up with during the, and we some nights we would just like sing together and sometimes like old church songs would come out. And at first it was like a joke and we were like laughing about it. We and did that with you once or twice. Probably, I think. yeah. It's one sing. of the fun things about getting together with other people who've grown up in the church. I love when those thing, those moments happen. Yeah. And then you do kind of, or I've always kind of been like, oh, I kind of miss. That's kind of nice. Like we're yeah. secretly oh, laughing, like what a cheesy song. And then you're kind of like, but I kind of like yeah, it. Yeah, it's like, like when with you guys. Yeah. It's like the guy that likes a porno because it's funny. It's like this porn is so funny, <laughs> so stupid. Her boobs are so fake; it's hilarious. And his boner is like not really getting the irony down here. <laughs> Let me tell you something. I would, I would say yes to the dress if you know what I mean. I don't know why like you dig his eighties Bob Guy Goldwyn. Ah, go ahead and fuck that. There's nothing funny about it down here. I would say yes to the dress. I said yes He's your dick He hasn't seen any shows He's doing his best <laughs> Let's just say She's a real great British breakoff I don't I, I can just hear What you're watching I'm in the dark Oh I see your balls And I hear TV it's a real MSNBC. What are you doing up there? Oh my god! I see her balls. Oh, that's her balls. It's hot. I'm, look, you're gonna have a nice little block to talk because I'm gonna turn the air conditioning on. Go ahead, go ahead and see what it's like without me. Enjoy your stale interview. Okay, sorry. Sorry. I can no longer hear out of my right ear. Um. Okay. Yes. So you're having, you're having like Christian kind of sing-alongs. I mean, not only call them Christian, but they, we, they, those songs made it into our sing-alongs. Sure. And it was like, okay, what would what would that experience be like? The best of those experiences, like those like when we used to get together and sing at church and be together. Like, what's the best of those experiences, mm-hmm. and what could we do without? And so I really spent some time kind of like parsing that out. 
for myself. And like, if okay, if you got rid of the shame, you got rid of like the belief. There's a lot. There's a lot. You gotta. Get, I try to sing some of those. Lot, old you gotta songs. get rid of. Like I, sometimes when I'm in my most just to relate when I'm in my most open like Ram Dass heart, I'm like because I know he would get down with some. He'd like go to church. Yeah. Like just sometimes mm-hmm. it'd be in a random town and go to church and just like enjoy it because mm. he had like experiences of what they're talking about. But I'm like, I can't be that groovy because so many of them are just like, I feel this way about the Bible too. It's like, I try to just read it cold without an interpreter. Or if you and went to like, a weirder cool. church. Yeah. Maybe Tell it would me. help. Like, like I went I'm, to, I went to Bethel church yeah. recently. Mm. Yeah. Where they're like literally singing about like the half lion, half man, lamb man and his blood pouring down from the whatever. And it's, it's so weird that it's like, Whoa, if you see it kind of as like a different religion entirely. Yeah. Interesting. And just like. You actually made me realize that a lot of my problem is I don't think my, we can get into this later, but like a lot, my theology no longer hinges on Jesus dying Mm -hmm. for our sins, like taking a debt Mm -hmm. that was ours. That is not my view of Jesus anymore. And a lot of the songs are like, I'm shit. Oh, I'm shit. (laughs) Thank God you died. And I don't have to die. I go to heaven. (laughs) Even though I'm shit. Because you died. Because you died. Oh, I think of tits. And I want to touch her. But but you died. So I go to heaven. Val, your face, your face. I don't know. Look at these. I found these in the car as I was unpacking this microphone. <laughs> these were my cards. Like, well, Lisa was throwing these away. Oh, wow. I haven't even read them. Staying yeah. out of sin. Staying these out of from sin. Like high school for me or junior high. Or uh, I don't oh know where Lisa God. found these. She was throwing away a bunch of papers. Um, and yes, these my staying out of sin. Read, read it to us. Well, it's probably just like scriptures. Let's see. Yeah, that's scripture so to him who's able to first it's just let me see if i can find any like reflections on yeah. it staying can i while you're yeah, reading in my uh closet at gordon college i had a i oh. wrote something that said zero compromise um zero tolerance zero compromise and that meant towards jerking off towards swearing towards yeah. whatever it was and it was like Zero compromise. Like you'd get in one of those manic moods. Yeah, where yeah. Like, where you're like, like there's Christians no excuse. Make New Year's resolutions every day. Every day we go like, oh that's God. it. It's a new year tomorrow. No more loving, jiggling <laughs> titties tomorrow. Titties. No more titties. titties. You can't even say titties. Uh, <laughs> confessing to your pastor, I love titties. <laughs> Thank you for saying titties. Uh, but yeah, that sounds like this is your zero compromise, zero tolerance. Zero compromise. What does it say? I just saw hermeneutic. I guess this was probably like sermon notes, probably from, mm. like, and it was hermeneutic herpes is reading verses to fit your own glasses. What? <laughs> Like reading them with your own interpretation. Right. So, yeah. Hermeneutic herpes. herpes. Wow. I can't read cool, the scriptures actually. anymore. I have a little hermeneutic herpes. <laughs> and I have a flare up right now. And you should really tell the Church of the Corinthians before you read them that you do have <laughs> hermeneutic herpes. Hermeneutic. And even though you're not having an outbreak, you may give it to them. My brother, like, so my dad was the pastor of our church and he would do the outlines with the fill in the blanks. Did you guys do that? Yeah. Like handouts? Yeah. So like you get the programs and actually my first job ever was like 
printing, folding, compiling the, the programs. And it would have like some standard stuff in the jacket, but then you'd have your outline for the sermon. And it was like sentence structures. So it would be like, God blanked for our sins <laughs> or like he wouldn't you know whatever. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. and and you would wait for him to say it and then it, we would have it on the screen is there like, any bigger ego trip to be i mean i understand that i enjoy riding my ego like a pony in this podcast mm-hmm. i sure have been today but imagine being like not only am i going to give a sermon but i want when i say the magic word everyone's head to lower and scribble it down yeah and the reason for this is grace and everyone, oh, yeah. <laughs> one down is grace. Well, I mean, it actually is like from a teacher's standpoint, like it's a really smart way to maybe get people to follow along a little bit better. But I know, is, yeah, no. but I know it's weird that it's like yes. spiritual. It's just weird that that's being used in like a spiritual context. Yeah. And then I, 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 to go to your lane, I understand it. I'm just saying there's something. I don't know. But the my, whole thing. Of course, my brother and I just used it as Mad Libs, and you just uh, guess what? Yes. Like, like God farted for your sin. <laughs> like, I'm sure they were all dumb, but I really wish I could. Fi- I had like a binder of all of those somewhere, and I don't know if it ever, if it still exists. But mm. that would be a fun one to find. Okay, let let's actually go to the minerals, and then when we come back, we're going to talk about this album because we're almost there. Yeah, we're almost at the let's album. Do it. <laughs> we're almost at the album, so we'll be and back. then we have everything else. There's only do. there's only one midroll, so we're literally back in sixty seconds. Here we go. We'll see you. In, we'll see you in sixty. Can we wait sixty seconds too? No. Yeah. Could you Silence. imagine? But also, do what? you have more to read of those? Yeah, we're going to do that when we come back. And here's the middle. Pardon the interruption, friends. Now a word from our sponsor, BetterHelp. I'm so happy to be working with BetterHelp. As you guys know, I'm a huge believer in therapy. Therapy has changed my life. And we all know the problem of staying in a place where you're focusing on your problems and the difficulty you can have sometimes shifting to a place where you see solutions. But that is a really important shift dwelling on our problems and making the shift to looking for solutions. And that mindset is super, super important. And talk therapy is a huge part of that. It can be tough to train your brain to stay in problem solving mode when faced with a challenge in your life. But when you learn how to find your own solution, there is no better feeling. And a therapist can help you become a better problem solver. That's what they do. They sort of update your software in your brain to make you your own better problem solver, making it easier to accomplish your goals no matter how big or small. I personally started seeing a therapist in my life when I was going through a tough breakup. Uh, I hadn't yet started the breakup, but I wanted to break up with somebody. I needed to talk it through. I needed to find a way to solve the problems that I was having. And it absolutely was a huge, huge game changer. The benefits are incredible. Less stress, more confidence, and like we're saying, better problem solving. So if you're thinking of giving therapy a try, BetterHelp is a great option. It's convenient, accessible, affordable, and entirely online. Get matched with a therapist after filling out a brief survey and switch therapists at any time. And when you want to be a better problem solver, therapy can get you there. Visit betterhelp.com slash weirdo today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp.com slash weirdo for 10% off your first month and show your support of this show. All right, let's get back to it. And we're back. Okay, um, go ahead, St. Gungis. 
Oh, you wanted? I, don't know. I, didn't, I didn't bring these things. Like, I just found them in my you, car literally right now, and I don't know if there's anything interesting. Here, give me, I see give me one, one that says "Be Suspicious." This one says "Power Thoughts." Oh, Power Thoughts, but the Almighty God, pretty, Creator of the Universe, I the can't One even read my own writing. who risks. I know this writing is who risks, adorable. Who makes the earth his, his footstool, footstool and holds the waters in the palm of his hands? The well, if, where are these waters? If he's resting his feet on the earth. <laughs> the waters That's are in his hands. <laughs> <picture. laughs> it's a little mixed metaphor. It's that cute. Can it's fine. His hand. I thought his hands were it's full of water, water. <laughs> across the universe. He has multiple hands. And keep <laughs> and collects the oceans in jars. Okay, I guess <laughs> I he's already had them in his hand. <laughs> and how big are these jars? He actually knows who you are. There's actually something really, really sweet, sweet about it. It's like when you I, love. I remember that a feeling. girl you're in love and you're yeah. like and her hair is golden like the sun and, and her hair is brown yeah. <laughs> her hair is also brown as chocolate and it's me your dick it's back from the bit before what are you watching and her smooth scalp yeah. <laughs> and he wants to know you more Aww. he is reaching out to you exclamation point this is perfectly every good work he is perfectly every good work in me and perfecting, that maybe perfecting, perfecting that which concerns me. It concerns him too. Cute. I mean, I think this is I like all lovely. this. I, I what, who cares? What if you I take think. the context out of like, don't masturbate. It's nice. Or yeah, that he'll exactly. kick you. Yeah. Not all of that furnace. was don't masturbate. Yeah. Some That's of not, it was. I loved God. Yeah. yeah. And I was, yeah. It's nice knowing that there aren't micro micro droplets of semen on these because you were so clean at that time. <laughs> Probably. Now there are. <laughs> there could be. <laughs> because you're touching yeah, them now. Because <laughs> I'm touching. Because you're touching now them now. They're covered. You know, there's a tremendous it. amount of now. semen. <laughs> there's actually a surprising amount of semen on this. <laughs> okay. Um, okay. So you put out. Go on. The record. And you're you're finding uh, excavating the good parts of work. Yeah. A good sing along. So the 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 genre of this new record I'm calling psychedelic gospel, <gasps> and it's kind of like that. What I liked about the music that I came from was. It, it's intended not just for like entertainment or like a distraction from something, but it's like an invitation into presence, into um, like focused gratitude and love and connection. And, and so this, this new music is like about that without any dogma, without any doctrine. It's called Love Song to Life. So it's like, I, I've, I don't know if the word God is in the record at all, but like life, we're singing love and life. and mm-hmm. um, But it's still the same feeling of like using this music to, uh, there's a sort of bhakti, like love and devotion to life about it. And, but there's also like a remember who you are sort of vibe to it that yeah. keeps reminding us of of who we are under our stories. I, I love, love that. it so much. And I feel like it's, I actually said this, maybe a couple months ago after we you told us like the conceit of the album and I and I, I had maybe forgotten it and I was like I, wait, I really miss not just like singing in a community because mm-hmm. I've since been a part of community choirs and it's fun it like scratches yeah. some of it but I was like I I straight up was like the kid in Jesus camp, like with Mm. my arms raised, sobbing, feeling so 
loved and held and connected, like feeling real experiences. And I just like really missed that 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 used to be like a regular. I did that every week. Like it was, I mean, maybe it wasn't that intense every week, but I really miss that that ritual. And so I said to Pete, I remember being like, I wish I could just have like worship music for like where I'm at now. And I was like, wait, I think Gungis is doing that. Yeah. And like, mm. what better person to do that? It's such a gift to not, like in the interest of not throwing the baby out with the bathwater. It's like keeping. And I feel like you and Lisa both just do this all, anyway. Like you already have in your life saved the good parts of mm. worship where you're like, we had a dinner party and we were just like, up t till two, just sort of like dancing and weeping to music. Mm. It's like, yeah, that's yeah. how to spend your time. That's a great thing to do. Right. And owning that there is a part of that that you enjoyed and that you miss is like, is really healthy. You know what I mean? Yeah. Instead of being so hard and bitter to be like stupid, it was always dumb. Like that Val that was crying was stupid. Yeah. Being like, no, is there a way to write new music that would be, because it is, like I said, it can be excluding. Like I try right. to get into it and then it's just like, wow, there's a lot of guilt and a lot of fear in this, in this music. Mm. And it sucks because I really like the chorus. Yeah, there are, yeah. <laughs> there are two worship songs that I still sing because maybe I don't remember the whole thing, but I will still like if, when I'm meditating or like dancing or whatever, or really need to, I still sing I Surrender All. Do you That's remember that one? one? Of course. And um, we are standing on holy ground. Mm -hmm. That was like my grandma's. Yeah. Like those seem to be totally still applicable. Right. Totally. Um, yeah. I, I, and the feeling, the feeling of just like, yeah, it's, just, it's surrender. It's the same. Like, yeah. And merging when you're singing with a group yeah, of people. And I remember hearing that it was like, I think when I was in the church, hearing the argument of like, it's emotional manipulation. Like they're making you feel emotional with the music so that then they, they, you know, like can brainwash you. And being really challenged by that. And now it's like, what a funny way to view it. Like, because now I totally see it as it is helping you open your heart, yeah. but to like see clearer, well, not necessarily that specific truth, but whenever my heart is open, I'm seeing clearer usually. And I don't know. Is that true? I don't know. I know what you mean. I can see the other people's point. That That's sort of where I bump against it is you're like, there is a theology here. Just like when I watch comedy, I'm like, there is a worldview here. Yeah. And it's usually the worldview that will challenge me or disturb me or, or, or even offend me more than the material. Is that you're like, you're saying something underneath this. Mm -hmm. And often the, the message under a lot of praise music is I am shit. Right. Mm -hmm. I am fucking nothing. Mm. Jesus was everything. This life is a waste. It's just to get to heaven and just to praise you. And I'm just like, eh? then the, like, I just get stuck on like the idea of heaven and we're just going to sing praise to God. And I'm like, this sounds, it's just not that interesting to me. I had a thought recently about the, after going to Bethel about the whole like wanting the death of Jesus. It felt, it felt very like, I imagine if Jesus walked into the room and like, this is what you're singing? Like, you're just singing about how I died? Yeah. yeah. Feeling like, this is weird. But I was like, yeah. we're the one. we were the ones, if we're going like, thank, if all we're wanting is like to sing about the cross and, and to, 
we we're getting something out of it. We're the ones saying crucify him because mm. we love it on the. We want him to be dead. Like right. That's, if you, if you ask that's people, our favorite like, part. Do you want him to have been crucified? Right. That's interesting. That's yes, so that's all we get to. Then you're the one saying crucify. Instead him, of wow, instead of funny. going like I'm so glad. It, yeah. Instead of thinking like, what are we crucifying and how can we stop doing that? Right. So I'm on a huge Father Greg Boyle thing right now. He wrote Tattoos on the Heart and, and other incredible books, and he's just like, what comes to mind is he works with gang members in East Los Angeles. And it's a ministry. He's a he's a Jesuit, hmm. so it's a Christian ministry. In it, for, certainly, and his whole thing is the whole point of Christianity is to find the margins and stand with them and expand the circle so nobody's excluded. He's like, just say you got to include everybody who isn't your brother and find the people that are the most depressed and and love them and include them. What's the ultimate? Like, why does he have a why for that? You know, on what level? Like, is he is he like so that? Uh, here's his why. So they'll change his heart. So they'll convert him. He's not doing it to convert them. He's doing it because who you are when you stand with the marginalized, it changes you. Mm. It converts your heart. And the, so when I talked to him, he was like, "I wouldn't trade my life with anybody." Mm. Everybody, people almost talk to him with pity, like, "Oh, you you poor thing, going into these unwinnable situations. People die. But there's." whatever, what we would call a lost cause. And he's like, I wouldn't change any of, because it's converting me. It, it's, it's salvation. Yeah. And he said he did an interview with Christianity Today or something like that. And they were like, but how much time in your day? Because all he does is like uh, tattoo removal, job training, you know, uh, trauma therapy, all these different things, trying to help people uh, introduce them to themselves, basically. And the person was like, but how much time do you spend each day praising God? And he goes, all damn day. Mm -hmm. And that's that's what's way more interesting to me than like going like, I'm shit. I'm like, fucking get on with it. The 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 self-centeredness of it being like, oh God, thank you. Like we have to he also talks about that. Like any God that like needs you to praise him all day and tell him how great he is all day. It's like, that doesn't sound like God to me. <laughs> that sounds like you know, a president or, or a celebrity mm. and we flipped it. And, and, and instead of doing that, how about standing with the marginalized? How about loving the unloved, letting them in, eating, eating with the, the prostitutes and the, the sex workers and the, you know, the tax collectors that that's what Jesus did. Jesus didn't go around just going like, God is amazing. God's amazing. He, he went around healing people and being with them. Yeah. But he also didn't do that much of like Jesus, you know, like he, if he was all powerful, couldn't he have like healed everybody or he healed a few people. He didn't set up like food. He, he, there's one story of him feeding people. Yes. Yeah. I just, the reason I asked the why is because I do think it can also sway to this sort of, we're still trying to accomplish something because of the same assumptions that we're shit and we need to be better. We need to have some sort of righteousness. He's not doing and that. Yeah, I, just, I, I promise you. Yes, but keep going. But, I know what you mean. Yeah. Yeah. So to Win me, like back. the best of any spiritual practice, any religion, any philosophy, whatever, it's like at best like a spoon or like a, a ladle for living water. Like if you can let it, if it can... It lets you encounter life in like it's in its in its vivacity and its in its visceral nowness and mm -hmm. thisness, then it's a good practice for you right now. Right. Um, well, that's what Richard Rohr would say. 
He's like the most, if your religion is introducing you to your true self, like your mm. true identity, the wellspring of life inside of you, yeah. then it's good religion. And if it's not, it's junk religion. Yeah, and certainly. that's a pretty good definition. Father Boyd takes it to the next level though. He's like, your, the- your theology is great, but like what really converts us is sort of what you're saying. It's like being together, like other people convert you, other being in community, in relationship you give because it you receive. You don't try to save anybody. You let them save you. You don't try mm-hmm. to change anybody. You let them change you. And even just on a neurological level, that that's important. Like we get so rigid in our brains, so to stay pliable and to stay open to new people, new experiences, new ideas. And basically, the whole thing comes down to like forgiving reality, forgiving one another, and not judging. Because when I judge you, I, I judge myself. How I treat you is how I treat myself. You know, how I see you is how I see myself. So if I can love their, uh, my neighbor's wounds, I love my own woundedness. And really the other way around, if I can love my own woundedness, I can love their wounds instead of like just trying to put on our Sunday best constantly because Jesus might come back and he's angry. You know what I mean? Like that's not, that doesn't seem to be the point. Yeah. It sounds like the way of the feminine mystic to me, which is interesting because I think Mirabai Star introduced you to Greg Boyle and I bet that that's mm-hmm. where they connect because it is this idea of the way that you get that living water and that true self is through community and relationship and needing each other, like letting someone need you and you also needing them until you're doing that and realizing that there really is no separation. You're like reaching that love. Like we were like you were, I would love for you to say the thing about the like loving the specificity, but Mm -hmm. it is that it's like, the um the reciprocity and the community until there is just kind of no boundaries between you and then you realize you're you are this love that you're sharing together does that make sense so it's like finding it through the 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 separateness of there's this person and there's me and we're separate but then we're just loving each other so much until the boundaries dissolve well that's his whole thing like, yeah. who's not your brother? I think he, he quotes Mother Teresa saying, the problem is we forgot that we belong to each other. Yeah. And that is non-duality taken to its logical conclusion. Instead of, I always think of the Joker speech in The Dark Knight where he goes like, another gangbanger dies. It's all part of the plan. Like, that's what we've done. We've marginalized certain groups and been like, no, those things matter. If he tells stories of like somebody getting cr- caught in the crossfire in gang warfare and if somebody of note is murdered, meaning somebody who had a job or had some sort of following is murdered, the task force are established and new patrols and there's, they give it a name and all of this stuff. But he's like, you know, I've buried 200 people this year. Like not a single one of them got a task force. Like, what are we saying? Like we're, we're saying we're not loving our neighbor as ourselves, we're going like, well, when I mean my neighbor, I mean my zip code or I mean my race or my intelligence level or my finance level or whatever it is. Um, yeah, you get it. Yeah. I think I'm just like in my experience and in my perspective, when we are, when we are being that living water, when we are being the flow of life, love is a really natural outflowing of that and togetherness becomes a really natural outflow of that I just have been around so much religion that I am immediately always a little suspicious if there's some 
like a high good that we're being called to in order to what? Mm-hmm. If it's not just because that would be fun. Right. <laughs> That's the motive that I really actually trust. Yeah. Because that would be fun. Yeah. Uh, sure. But if we're trying to accomplish, you know, like getting the badge of of I'm not a piece of shit or or even just like I will arrive at some sort of well done or enlightened space or I'm just I think the more we just let ourselves be what we are, including I don't want to see anybody. I don't want to be part of any fucking community. Mm-hmm. Really letting that be mm. I think will actually end up producing more love and fruit and probably actual community in the long run mm-hmm. than like I've seen a lot of community built on this like we're gonna do it yeah this is nothing to do with the I form. know what no, you're saying I, know. Yeah. I, I totally agree perfectly yeah I totally agree I th- I am wary of those things too I think it's like in Buddhism you have the practice of loving kindness and the purpose and where you're wishing other people these things may be happy may be healthy may be mm-hmm. safe may be free and you're doing it to cultivate for love, you to cultivate your compassion in your own heart yeah. to get to that because place. it feels good because yeah because it feels, it feels good. good and also That's i think what he too, would say i think like y- you good. mentioned the like when you are in your you know, loving awareness. I can't remember the words you use, but when you are in that space, when you're like dipped in or mm-hmm. love flows naturally. But if you aren't in that place, I feel like another way to get to it is through love. Like it goes both ways. So it's, yeah. so it's like the practice of cultivating yes. love to get to that point. And, and this is just his, Greg Boyle's loving kindness right. practice. And it's beautiful. And it's lovely, but I don't think he, does he even he- call Huh? To action, like we should all be. No, in fact, yeah. This and it was. I hope. No, 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 no. no. I'm oh, glad you're here. Or, this is why it didn't it's great feel to way. have a third person here because we always talk about these things. Not to say unchecked, but I'm sure there are people that feel the way that you're feeling. So I'm glad you're representing that. And it is also he, how we feel too. <laughs> we were moving that. out of L.A. into this this sort of sweet life, and there wasn't any like you know you should really you should be going the other way <laughs> like you should there wasn't any of that mm-hmm. his the love goes for everybody not just those that are literally doing like saint work yeah, yeah. you know mm-hmm. what i mean um okay so sex camp <laughs> sex camp much sex camp much sex camp i we did talk a little bit about sex and i just i remember when we talked about it when you did it I was just so... When I had sex. When you did <laughs> when it. When I had sex. When I had sex. <laughs> what are you guys doing With a whole there? camp of people. <laughs> but like you, Gangis, you're consistently... There's a couple things that you did that Sadhguru thing where you learned a meditation, where you were constantly experiencing bliss. And then you were like... Try, you, where I'm pretty comfortable over here just kind of going, yeah... Uh, your, your sexuality is beautiful and it's fine and yeah. there's no shame. You're like, well, if that's true, then I should go to sex camp. <laughs> and I'm just, I really, I think, it, it, talk about something that's not for me. I don't really think that, I don't think that's for me. But you did it and it was very interesting. Why do, do you, are you comfortable sure, talking course, about it? Yeah. Yeah, because I yeah, don't know. It wasn't actually it. sex camp. It was no, I yes. know, I know. <laughs> Let's be clear about this. It's different, um, but kind of. I mean, <laughs> I didn't have sex with anyone, um, but other people did. But um, yeah, it's a. It's actually a shamanic. It was like a. 
it's called ISTA. It's like uh, International, I think, School of Temple Arts. It's like a and it's like a some sexual shamanic healing weekend. And I, I don't want to say too much about the specifics of the program because it kind of could ruin. That like part of it is like, what is this, and how does it unfold? And you're supposed um, to go in. Yeah, they don't like show you what's going to happen beforehand. You kind of want to be like, whoa! There needs to be a little bit of whoa to to really let it <laughs> do right. its work. Um, but didn't but, if I do it, isn't there like body acceptance stuff? Yeah, is that safe to say? Yeah, like, but really, like, and you nudity. need to love your body, and and you're gonna let us look at your body, kind yeah, of thing. If that's no, okay, anybody can say no to anything. Yeah, but you're probably you're going to probably. St- there's going to be nudity there and <laughs> sexuality is a part of it. So it's but nudity in the name of healing, nudity in the name of like really for real in a practical way. Let's not be ashamed. I'll just, I'll just tell you, I'll tell you one story of my experience. I would love it. One of the, I like two kind of main intentions um, going there. One was to really get some clarity about my relationship with Lisa. Second was um, bone zone. Bone zone. <laughs> <laughs> Two intentions. I want to know more about well, so my it was partner. To really, uh, any remaining wounds from purity culture, I wanted to just be healed. I was like, I don't want to be reacting against purity culture in any way anymore. Like, I don't want to keep because when we're like X something, we keep orienting ourselves to that, and then we're either pushing away from it or like I was like, let it be back there. Mm. Um, so that. Then we're in this moment where we're doing like these emotional release exercises where you like pounding on pillows and you're screaming into pillows and you're like humping pillows. <laughs> a lot of pillows. Uh, <laughs> I'm the pillow supplier for a sex camp. Let me tell you, I turn I'm the business around. I'm a billionaire. <laughs> these guys are jizzing in pillows. They're crying in pillows. They're punching pillows. They go through more mics than I mic on the many, if you know what I'm saying. <laughs> Uh, I actually burst a blood vessel in my eye doing one of the. I was full in. Wow! I was like, I was like going, screaming. like screaming, letting any. So I'm like really working up the like what what emotion might be here about purity culture anywhere in my body. Just finding, letting any rage come out, like ah, really bringing it out. And I'm crying, and I'm in this. And what happened is I saw my own kink. With it, like I've said, it, I've said it's a kink about other people in the past of like purity culture. It's a, it's hot. It is. It hot. is. It's tantric. Like, don't touch. Don't, yeah. don't you, don't. good sir. Don't. Good sir. Oh, it's why we all love Bridgerton because it's that's like the Madam. same thing where they're like, he touched my glove. <laughs> I observed your bosom. Exactly. I observed yeah, your I observed it, and it was comely. <laughs> don't they say comely? But for some, I, I always pushed that off on them. That was their kink. And I saw how it was my kink. Ooh. I was like, no, it was hot for me. Like, I got to experience the, oh, I'm such a naughty boy. I've said this a million times that Christians must have, they're in the running for the best sex. Because if you think you're risking <laughs> your afterlife... Yeah. It's like that's how much it's very romantic. That's how much dad ass. Yeah. That's how much dad ass. You're like, oh, I like, I'll, I'll burn in hell for you. That's yeah, it. That's it's hot. like yeah. Madame Bovary Ooh, shit right there. Uh-huh. It's like, I don't care. Let the devil take me. <laughs> 
Like that is, if you're yeah. wondering if he likes you, he likes you. That's <laughs> he likes you a lot. Yeah. So I saw that and immediately like the whole room is crying and screaming and stuff. And I just turned to belly laughing mm. like at my own bullshit. Mm. At my own games of the whole thing and I'm just wow. like delighted in it just like mm. oh my god and i haven't felt a tinge of the purity culture like reaction since then like it felt actually healed wow whoa that's huge yeah that is huge that's i don't incredible. like wiping <laughs> i have it so bad i don't even like wiping because i gotta touch my b-hole and my ding-dong's <laughs> there and I'm a dirty, dirty boy. And I made a poopy. So this dirty boy, he made a poopy. And now he's got to wipe it. I don't like doing it. I don't like doing it. And I don't even like admitting that I do it. I'm a dirty boy. And it's stinky. Oh, it's so stinky. Why is it so stinky? And it came out of your butt. Look at what came out of your butt. Now it's in the water. You ruined that water. You ruined that water. Someone go to drink that water. Now you ruined the water. And your ding-dong's out. <laughs> now you wipe your butt. Everyone knows you do it. <laughs> you wipe it with paper. And you look at it, don't you? You look at it to see how much longer you got to go. Oh, my God. Gross. You're a dirty boy. Oh. You're a dirty boy. So you're healed. Oh you don't have stomach. it? <laughs> oh, my God. So you're healed? <laughs> so you're totally healed? <laughs> I mean, it sounds like what they were doing in Wild Wild Country. And I mean that in the good way. You know, I know all three of us, I think, are the same way when you're watching a thing about a cult that went sideways or an intentional community that mm -hmm. went sideways. And there are these like clear eyed hippies that are screaming right. and being the naked first, and stuff. like three yeah. episodes. You're For like, sure. I, I joined this the cult. first three hours. <laughs> yeah. Completely. But we always delete it. It gets deleted as soon as a narcissist or a megalomaniac or whatever goes wrong or money is being hoarded or guns yeah. or whatever. Mm. But I'm always like, but what about and I, I, I think there are groups probably this is one of them. I don't know that are doing just the first three episodes of a cult documentary. That, mm. that's the, those are the episodes I want to live in for sure. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Cause so, it seems to me there are certain problems that can only be solved through like, this is very Val, but like yelling, dancing, singing, screaming, crying. Mm. And we really just talk about the tubes. The other Alan Watts thing, we're just like brains and the rest just dangles. Right. Mm. And we're just dangling tubes, but really we're our brains. So we just try to solve everything in our brain and sometimes sex shame needs to be healed through like crying into laughing. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And it's the only way. Like, and with nudity. With nudity. Yeah. yeah. Shock. <laughs> because nudity is not a thing. Nudity is what you are. Mm. And we have a word for it. That's so right. funny. Clothes is what the. Yeah, it's right. like, it's like the Mitch Hedberg like, bit so where he goes, funny. they go, corn on the cob. That should just be corn. Corn, yeah. yeah. Like corn, but we call corn off the cob corn. And then. <laughs> That yeah. is so true. Yeah. That's exactly the, what it is. Corn on the cob is corn. Totally. It's, it's like, yeah. Then he's like, if my arm fell off and you called that Mitch, and then you put the arm back on and you went, Mitch all together. <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm Pete all together. Like, that's absurd. I'm just Pete. Yeah. And naked, we're all naked under our clothes. It's just a body. That's yeah. what yeah. naked is. Yeah. 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 And it should just be like, oh, they were they're clothed they're today. Here. Yeah. Or they're yeah, exactly. Here they are. <laughs> Julie's here. <laughs> and it's cold, so a part of her was here first. <laughs> you know what I mean? Ding ding. <laughs> Nips. Ding ding. <laughs> We were watching Harry Met Sally last night. You got it. We were watching. Yeah. You know, it wasn't that we didn't get it. 
And I just no, we said, got it. And we were laughing, but you still felt We were watching Harry Met Sally and we were talking about... Oh, my God. <laughs> I don't think he, I can make this joke. Wait, I don't know. Because it's a little body shaming, but I was like, sometimes you sit next oh, to a big can. guy. He's okay. so big. You look to your left. You look to your right. It's the same person. <laughs> he, was doing, he was doing a spot on impression was, of Billy was, Crystal. It was perfect. And when Harry met Sally and it was leading to he like some so of the funniest good. jokes ever. Because he's, he just calls everything into question. And Harry he just like really movie, dryly just really dry. kind of monologues. What am I dry? I'm too dry. I got to be wet. Now I'm too wet. I drink a glass of water, pour it over myself. Now I'm too wet. Now it's too dry. You're moist. Moist, where's moist? I can't do it, but if I'm watching the movie, <laughs> yeah. I was doing it perfectly. So you went to sex camp and we're healed. <laughs> yeah. It's so interesting because I was like, I was remembering that one of our first hangs, we were all four in the hot tub and we were like talking about purity culture and you were sharing some of the ways that like you felt like it was, it affects your sexuality and we were all kind of going around and I remember you, it was either you or Lisa asked me like, do you feel like you have a lot of like shame still. And I was like, no. And then we all high fived. You all high fived me, which mm. is really sweet. But I don't know. I don't think I, I definitely still have issues with like my kink for sure is like, we can't, mm-hmm. you shouldn't like, mm-hmm. don't, you know, it just doesn't, hasn't affected my life. So I guess I haven't really felt like I needed to work on that yet. But it, it does. It, I, I actually think I'm in the place where it, it works it's not that it doesn't affect me, but it works. Yeah. Meaning mm-hmm. like, I don't think it's normal in the, in the history of homo sapien <laughs> to be having sex and to have part of the arousal be like, can't believe we're fucking doing it. You know what I mean? <laughs> like homo erectus yeah. was erectus for a reason. He had no shame. <laughs> Oh my god. I just mean like <laughs> you gave me this early you did a vow. Oh my god. Early humans when they were boning weren't going like this is naughty time. Right. It was only after all those corsets and harpsichords and yeah, it made it, candelabras. It made it and now it's sexy. That's what I'm saying. I'm yeah. not saying I don't have shame. I'm saying I have a wor- it's like my anxiety. I have a have workable an enjoyable, an and enjoyable enjoyable shame. Mm. It's a bell curve. Yeah. In fact, a little bit of it, I've said this a million times, but like when I'm watching American made pornography, I, like one of the most exciting things about it is like, I can't believe these kinky people made this pornography. What a bunch of freaks. You, like you knew the kid, like, oh, yeah. you saw that they were like action and you still took your, <laughs> your top off. Yeah, I'm like, I'm like Revenge of the Nerd. And you took your top off. <laughs> You shouldn't do that. That's my, like, we've built up a game that services, you know, a certain type of kinkiness. Yeah. Yeah, I know. Would it be better if we were all just free? I don't know. Well, I've never, I've never felt that. (laughs) I've only known it that way. Yeah, I I don't know. No, you go ahead. Yeah. I, I just, I'm just extreme in my, my exploration of my own body. I'm extreme mm. of like if there are hidden shadows, hidden corners, places that could be found and explored and experienced. I just have a lot of curiosity about them. So like these practices that I do, the the Sadhguru thing, the um, that those shadow work things, sexual shamanic healing camp, all that stuff is for me a way of moving inward and exploring every like pathway and and nook and cranny mm-hmm. of 
of life inside yeah. me. And, and so I just, anything, if that's what I get. I love methods that help me find new angles into my body or, or new um, vantage points of something that I may be unconscious. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And not to minimize it to this, but you also are, uh, Enneagram five. And that's like, a, yeah. that's like a converted five, you mm. know, is like, instead of going and just like deconstructing everything, even it's just like, what does this look like? Yeah. And I take this apart and just to like totally. lovingly explore every piece yeah, of it's it. The game for me. Yeah. It's the, my life game. It's really cool. It's a, it's a cool trait. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I'm super glad you, I remember when you did your last album or something or your last book, this, which I still love so much and reread all the time. Uh, but I think even your last record before this record, you said, and I think about this all the time, I've probably quoted on the podcast, where you were like, I've, I've said it. I, what else is there to say? Do you remember? And I was like, mm-hmm. say, it, say again. it again. Yeah. That was really helpful for me, actually. Oh, was it? I've, yes. Because here, well, the feeling, what brought it to mind was I was like, here you are saying it again. Like you were... Uh, we just had breakfast with our friend Chris and he was telling me about A Course in Miracles and he's like, you can really start it at any point because it's just saying the same thing over and over and over. Same with Rupert Spira, who I love. You can read any chapter of being aware of being aware. It's saying the same thing over and over and over. Same with The Power of Now. You can really read any chapter. It's saying the same thing over and over. It's, it's helpful to go in order. Yeah. And like, I'm glad because you're such an essential teacher and voice and artist that I'm glad that you found comfort in repeating yourself and, and not even repeating yourself. It's, it's new. I've listened to the singles. At mm. least I feel bad. I didn't listen to the whole thing, but you're doing it in new and exciting ways. But just because you figured out what you're saying doesn't mean you have to constantly go like psych. It's actually three things. Right. Right. Try to fundamental. I have to reinvent everything every time. Yeah. Yeah. But it is part of my personality too. Like I, we watched the office for like our comfort show. We do too. And uh, I would bet money that if you had a recording to the intro, like if you recorded my voice for the intro of the show, I've never sang it the same twice. Whoa. Like I every time do like counterpoint and different weird takes on it. Of the, oh, that's and you do lyrics? And that, whatever. I just I, I most or of the time like, it's just music. Yeah. But I just do it, it up completely too. different every time. Because wow. that's what you do. Because it's fun for me. That is that's so you. That's like how you're living your whole life. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I love that. That's cool. I think about when you did Largo, and we can wrap up here just in case you were wondering this doesn't have to be a nine hour chat. Um and I'm loving it. Oh God. <laughs> just say your thing. <laughs> Just say your thing. It's okay. You can just say your thing. You're loved. You're safe. (laughs) I just want you to, when you did Largo and you sang that Hallelujah song, I think about it all the time. It was like a peak Um, experience of my life. Oh my God. I know. (laughs) Why are we not talking about that all the time? We were, we were in the wings just like looking at each other like, oh my God. It was so stunning. It was like, it was like, oh, everybody is, I don't know. I can't think of another basketball player. Everybody is just Kevin McHale <laughs> and you're Michael Jordan. <laughs> just watching somebody just do something that no one else can do. Yeah. But channeling it, but also playing technically and 
in a way that so few people can do, but putting your heart into it and everybody was drawn into it. It got like a standing, like it's not every, like, it would be silly if everybody stood up, that would be like, and we will achieve peace in these times. <laughs> like, but like people stood up. I've never seen that happen. Yeah. So I'm so glad you're doing music in this way. I know you've always been doing it, but that you've returned to this form. We're so excited. I still listen to all, well, I listen to the newer Gunger things now, mostly, <laughs> But I'm so glad that you're doing a new record because you're one of the best that's ever done oh, it. Oh, that's so yeah. sweet. Thank you. I, I think, can I give one little image of, of what I, I see, for my own way I see the music? Um, and this was, we were talking about Siddhartha earlier, but there's this part in this in the book Siddhartha where he like moves by the river just to listen to the river. And it really resonated with me that like, when I first read it, and even last time I read it, I, I, I've always kind of wondered, like, someday, because spirituality has always been, like, at the center of my life, I was like, probably someday I'll want to, like, move out to maybe a literal river or, like, nature where I can just listen. And I was, and reading through this, I was like, boy, I always really miss, I, I kind of missed the parable on that. <laughs> like, you don't have to, it has nothing to do with your with surroundings, the river. Yeah. with a river. Like, I'm making music because that, helps me hear the river it helps me hear the ohm yeah of like it's it's the ladle for me it's a really big ladle for me that gives living water of the moment and it's and in the i like in the parable his job is like a ferryman just to like ferry people across the river Mm. and his like there were like four or five people in the years that he did it ferrying people constantly every day that also heard the river most people don't hear it Mm. um but he's he's there to hear the river, and that's for me. I'm like I'm making this music to hear the river, and in the, if you listen to the lyrics, if the purpose is yeah, listen to the river. But even if people don't hear it, yeah. like okay, some people it's, it's just the lime and the coconut, yeah, <laughs> just their Margaritaville, but in a different key. Like I just like the way this sounds, and you're like, but it was to take you to the river, whatever lime and the coconut. <laughs> I think my point stands. I mean, yeah, I actually am like, I was really against it. And now I'm turning towards it because it really was this like that risk. song. That song was just that we liked the way that the they lime, were the saying. Lime like, coconut. The lime like it doesn't coconut. bring, it yeah. doesn't, it offers no. us nothing else. It offers else. us nothing. <laughs> it's just fun lime to say. Coconut. Yeah. Potato, give up with the lime and the coconut. Get out of here. Uh, but yeah, you know, it, again, third time Alan Watts has come up. But he, first of all, Father Boyle would say, he does that. He does what he does because it helps him hear the river. Mm. And you're doing what you're doing because yeah. it helps you hear the river. And Alan Watts says, he's not a teacher. He's just doing what he does. He's just, I'm just grooving, right? And yeah. he's like a, a, <laughs> a river or a stream going down a mountain. Yeah. He's like, because that's what water does. It goes yeah. down a mountain. Wow. And, if you, and if a deer happens by and drinks it, so be it. Like, fine. I'm glad that you drank. I can't do it from the river. But that's not why he was doing it. He was just doing it because it's what he does. Yeah, it's fun. It's what. Yeah, it's how you. It's what feels natural. Because hearing the river is fun. It's fun. It's yeah. You know that parable. You You know that Zen parable where there there's a a monk and his student in the woods, and they're sitting there, and he goes, "How do I enter Zen?" And he goes, "Listen really, really carefully." And he's like, "You hear that river in the distance?" And the student closes his eyes and listens, and you know, come to find, indeed, about a mile away, there was like a, a really hard to hear, but he could hear. The trickling of a river. And the master was like, <laughs> What do you mean? 
No, because he was flipping him. It was like. It was an exertion fart. It was like an ab crunch fart. And the student entered Zen. But then afterwards, I know I go back to it. And then afterwards, the student says. Just stop it there. (laughs) And then the student enters Zen. I mean. That's all it took. If you think you can't enter Zen from a fart, then you're doing it wrong. I mean, I hear you entering Zen. If that did, we'd both be enlightened. That'd be a great setup for a fart, too. Do you hear the sound of that distant river? The funniest teacher. Listen, that student. Close your eyes and guru. find That's the sound. That's the guru I want to follow. You have to. It has to be enough of a fart, so it's clearly not a mistake. If it's yeah. just, you go like, I must not humiliate my yeah. teacher. But it has to be like. You have to be pretty certain of the sound before it happens to make yes, that the shape joke. of it. Oh my god, I love that. The student said. He enters in and then he goes, but what, he goes, teacher, what if I couldn't hear the river? How would I enter Zen? And you go, then enter Zen through that. Like mm-hmm. enter Zen through your yeah. inability to find the river in the silence. Yeah. That's it. Because what did you find? If you didn't find the river, you found silence. Either way, it's a gateway. Mm-hmm. That's everything. I mean, that's like essentially the practice of mindfulness. It's like whatever is on top, use that. That's what you. That's right. It's like, so you're resisting and frustrated and you don't want to sit. Okay, just work with that. Yeah. That's that's perfect. Yeah, love it. <laughs> I feel like the last time you did this, it was very fart heavy too. <laughs> well, well, we got we got a type. <laughs> we all three have this thing in common, and then it really comes out. Toots. When toots. We got toots. We always ha- we'll always have toots. <laughs> I had a joke. When you're a new comedian and you're doing open mics and. You get to go up 15th. So you're like my whimsy, my my sort of Jack McBrayer-esque innocence was so fun and a change of pace. And I had this joke. And then I, I went to Zany's Vernon Hills, a real road gig. No, Zany St. Charles. And I was going up first. And the joke was, I really going to the beach when you were a kid was just waiting for the ice cream truck. Really, that was the only point of going to the beach. I was like, because it was either waiting for the ice cream truck or playing another rousing game of underwater, what do you think I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Which was like, believe it or not, was like a killer line. It was just like like a nostalgia joke where right. it's like, oh yeah. And I was like, so we either get a king cone or I go underwater and yell to my brother, you smell like toots. <laughs> Again, fine. But in this club filled with people drinking, smoking, it's in Chicago, it's a comedy show. <laughs> And I go, you smell like toots. And some guy, still remembers his face, in the front row just goes, what? <laughs> Which is always no. the worst heckle. Oh. Like, it's not even oh, this sucks. No. It's just like, how could this be what you prepared? <laughs> this is oh. what you're saying? The, t- you smell like toots? What? <laughs> oh. It is really funny yeah. that you said toots. You didn't even say farts. I know. <laughs> I kind of agree with that guy. <laughs> No, I sort of agree. Yeah, if I was, that's that's one of those hard learned lessons. Is you're like you got to kind of change it to the it. crowd and be like, yeah. you smell like. Wait, poop nobody laughs even. though. Uh, no, 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 no. Oh, no, 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 no. Isn't it so badass it's, that Pete's done that so many times? It's 
like gone such to, a brave job it's so brave uh-huh. i honestly i was I at like where this is gone a, like a <laughs> uh dance event that was happening and it hadn't started yet and there was like an open mic going on so i could hear it and i told the person i was with i was like it's it's you know it's impressive to watch pete like go in front of a lot of people and really kill but it's not even close to as impressive as it is when I think of him like doing open mics and how many times you had to do that. And it was yeah, really hard. I and know what ba- you mean. Like, it's like, that's the real badassery is that that's you go right. through years yeah. of that shit. It, does, it takes so long before it pays do off. It. And they're asking you to do it. And you're like, I can't do it. And it's your job to be like, I can do it. And you can't do it. And yet. you can't do it. I, I don't know if I admire a career more, honestly. Uh-huh. Wow. I mean, like it's not only terrifying for almost everyone in the world to even imagine doing something like that but like the point of it the fact that it's just for itself to like laugh yeah yeah it's so fucking pure like yeah the rest of us are like bending and shaping all these other things that we're trying to accomplish and like no let's just like laugh for a second I do yeah. like so I like the I soft think. serve of it. It's just it's just ice cream. It's just wink <laughs> wink. Yeah. Everybody brings their cones and everybody gets an ice cream cone. Yeah, I love that. All right, let's get out of here. All right. Uh Gungies, thank you. Thank you. The record is called Love Song to Life. Love it's song available to life. on Spotify.net. When, when is it available? 11.11. 11.11 on all the streaming platforms. All of the streaming 11.11.22. And 11, listen 22. to the entire song. I'm do- right? Don't they need oh, to? Oh, yes. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. And if on you want Spotify? a song that would give you like, I wish a song if you guys would have heard. Mm. Remember. I, maybe. Did I play that for you? I that one felt like the yeah, most. Yeah, maybe you did. Like the universe just like wrote it. With mm. it. There's all these kind of like. Should we play it in the intro? Sure. <gasps> Let's play it in the intro. All right. Well, that's us deciding what our future will be, but your, your the past. listener past. Wow. Whoa. Cool. It all exists together. Yeah. There's no time. Your yeah. birth and your death happen at the same moment. Oh, good. <laughs> Let's all say keep it crispy at the same moment. We love you, Gungies. Love you. Love you both so much. Keep. THX. Keep it crispy. <laughs> so crispy. You guys in there? <laughs> <laughs>